Listeners, remember when everyone was doing juice cleanses and was basically hangry all the time? Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to lose weight. Row provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. The Row Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Rose partners handle all the insurance paperwork to help get medication covered. If eligible for medication, patients have access to their provider on demand for any questions. You can sign up online from the comfort of your own home. This means no scheduling a doctor's appointment, no commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to Roe co slash clink sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 after that medication costs are separate that's ro.co slash clink listeners did you know that an estimated 5 billion plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles are thrown away each year and if that's not bad enough most cleaning formulas are 90 percent water which is heavy to ship leading to excessive carbon emissions plus those products are often filled with nasty ingredients like chlorine and ammonia that's a lose-lose situation for you and the planet nobody's trying to have that enter blue land blue land is on a mission to eliminate single-use plastic by reinventing cleaning essentials to be better for you and the planet with the same powerful clean you're used to. The idea is simple. They offer refillable cleaning products with a beautiful cohesive design that looks great on your counter. Fill your reusable bottles with water, drop in the tablets, and wait for them to dissolve. Genius! You'll never have to grab bulky cleaning supplies on your grocery run again. Refill start at just $2.25. Blue Land is trusted in over 1 million homes, including mine, y'all. When I received my first shipment of Blue Land, I was blown away by how this simple concept just makes so much sense. It's so easy. You just drop the tablet into the stylish functional bottles and get your clean on. I love the subscription option because I am not trying to get one more bulky item in my cart. Blue Land products really get the job done and leave my home smelling so fresh and clean. Blue Land has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash clink. You won't want to miss this, guys. Blueland.com slash clink for 15% off. Hi, and welcome to Housewives of True Crime. Welcome. Welcome. I am Tabitha. Give me Dateline, white wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line. The next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like white wine, true crime, and in bed by nine because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) We are housewives of true crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Welcome. Welcome. Merry damn Christmas. Good morning, Vietnam. (laughs) It's so early. I make Gretchen get up extra early, and we had another virtual happy hour last night. Oh, we surely did. But you know, I don't feel hungover this morning. I actually feel pretty well rested. You know what? I drank after the wine, I drank like three crystal lights and just Perrier's no alcohol involved Uh, 
Oh, good for you. Yeah. The night before, my daughter fancies herself like a survivalist or something. She's moved out. She's moved into a tent in our backyard. And I thought, I'm going to see how it is. And I tried to sleep out there with her. And it's like sleeping on cold concrete. I don't know how she's doing it. But she's into it. You know, that is for sure. She's a product of you and Jeremiah. Because (laughs) my kids would be like, no bueno. Yeah. So I had a pretty rough night the night before. So I was real tired. And um, then I drank a couple of glasses of red wine with my lady friends and slept like a baby. Nice. Hey, night two. My husband also had a virtual Christmas party last night. Yeah, all these virtual parties. We could maybe do something like that for everybody on the podcast. We could do like some sort of virtual New Year's or after New Year's or something when we can get our shit together. Okay. Doesn't that sound fun? If I don't have to leave my closet, shoot. (laughs) You guys, I am now recording in the closet too. It's the best. Don't be above recording in the closet. Gretchen and I, now we look like we're in the same exact place. Yeah, we do. Hanging clothes behind us. Yeah. Turns out Cav's closet is messy too. And they can't find you in here. All those little people we live with. Although one just found me. He was like (sighs) held up. The elves gave him, you know, a rock candy this morning. And he was like, mom, can I have this right now? Oh my God, with the elf. Okay, so listen, real quick. My son has really long hair or did have really long hair until yesterday. And my husband is not, he's like, he's not as down with it as I am. And it seems like the Texans are not as down with it either. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. He looks like a surfer California kid. So anyways, we talked him into cutting it, but he didn't really want to cut it a lot. So I gave him this like shaggy mop too. (laughs) And my husband is so mad about it. He was like, dude, you went from like bad to worse. Yeah. And I kind of agree. Like, I don't really love it, but my son loves it. And he is like, he, so this morning we kind of tried to talk him into going shorter and the kid just lost it. He started crying and he's like, mom, just let me be who I'm going to be. And then I was like, okay, I'm done. Yeah, I do. I do agree. You have to just let him do whatever, but I think he did make the mistake. We had a similar situation. My kid had a cute little mop. It was awesome. I loved his long hair. And one of my girls cut it at the scalp one day while I was watching Southern Charm upstairs. Mm-hmm. It was <laughs> bad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anywho, felt real guilty about that. Then I had to shave his head like there was no choice. Yeah. And after that, I thought, it's not the end of the world, buddy. You know, hair will grow. And he was like, I don't want it to grow back, mom. Get over it. Oh. Like, I like a buzz. And I was like, no, it's too grown up. I know. I think at this point, we just let it be and then it grows out again. He's like, I like it long. I like it long too. Okay. Shoot. Okay. But it's up to him. I had a real stab in my gut this morning when he was like, 
because we were trying to like bribe him with Robux to get it cut. He's like, I don't care if you give me a thousand Robux. I was like, okay, he really doesn't care. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, girlfriend. Let's do this. Let's do this story. Okay, Tabby. Merry Christmas. Is this our last episode before Christmas? Yeah, this comes out on December 21st. Oh, well, Merry Christmas, y'all. Happy Hanukkah, if that's still happening. Happy holidays, etc. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Okay, so today I'm going to take you to Fayetteville, North Carolina. I don't know that we've been to North Carolina before. You know, I feel like we have not. But we could have because after the hundred and something episode. We've lost some locales. Well, let me tell you about this place. You can buy a beautiful new construction home for around $250,000. Whoa. Sign me up. Sign me up. Pretty good deal. Its population is around 200000 so it sounds happening a little bit. Hey, so I heard North Carolina is actually one of the top destinations to move to 2020. Really? Yeah. Charlton is in South Carolina, yeah? Charleston? Yeah. Yes. But I heard North Carolina. I want to go there because I watched the Southern Charm. I know. (laughs) Of course, that's why you want to go there. It's like a cute city on the water. Looks dreamy. Okay. Fayetteville is home to a lot of military personnel because it is adjacent to Fort Brack. In the year 2000, it was home to Marty and Michelle Thier. I love a Marty. Marty's a good, a good name, right? You love Marty because of Back to the Future. Oh, is that it? I think so. Okay. Marty and Michelle. Oh, I still love him. Who, Marty McFly? Yeah. Isn't that, wait, was that um, Michael J. Fox's character? It was the dad, right? Marty McFly? I don't know. Anywho, Marty and Michelle met back in high school and married at the age of 20. They had both grown up in military families, so very like-minded. They seemed like the perfect couple. Like I just said, they met in high school. Can I I go back? (laughs) Oh, what? You're right. It is Michael J. Fox's character. Oh, okay. Well, thank the Lord that you inserted yourself into that right now because... (laughs) uh, Okay. Sorry. Good. Who doesn't love Michael J. Fox? He's adorable. His family, the wife, the daughters. I follow him on Instagram. Oh, you do? They're so cute. He's got a new book. I think I'm going to read it. Okay. Marty and Michelle, these two kids were ambitious. Marty pursued a military career. He served as a captain in the Air Force. Impressive. Very. Uh Uh-huh. Michelle was also impressive. She served in the reserves and then went on to pursue a degree in psychology. They never got around to having kids. They moved around from base to base a lot. And Michelle wasn't keen on bringing up kids in that kind of environment. That's tough. Probably. Yeah. Man, probably a little reminiscent of her her own childhood growing up in the military. I don't know. But it was kind of a point of contention in their marriage because Marty really wanted kids. It wasn't the only point of contention in the Thier marriage. With Marty traveling all the time and Michelle left by herself in new towns that she wasn't particularly 
fond of, Michelle, she kind of fancied herself a little bit of a big deal. She dreamed of living somewhere exotic or international. She called their current city of residence Fayetteville, Loserville. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Sounds like a downer. Okay. No offense to anybody that lives in Fayetteville. Okay. No, this is Michelle's feelings, not mine. I mean, I'm real excited about new construction for 250000 I feel like I could find lots of places to go to. <laughs> Sounds dreamy to me. Okay. But Michelle was basically bored and lonely, so she took to the interweb. It was the late 90s, so I don't think that shady website Ashley Madison was around yet. Ashley Madison, if you all don't know, you're just angels, but it is a website for people who cheat. Michelle accomplished the same thing by putting it out there like no strings attached by flirting with men in a Yahoo chat room. I was going to say, I was going to say aim. Remember when we were selling? Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, her handle was Married Brunette. So that just that just kind of says it all. Yeah. It's like Like, no strings attached, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, it and let me tell you, she was hot. Oh, she was. She was disco biscuit. Yeah. Yeah, she was. Okay. It didn't take long for her to meet a man. His name was John Diamond. And he was also in the military. John was an army ranger and a trained sniper. Ooh. Yeah, that's awesome. (laughs) I was going to say something, but I'm not. (laughs) Yeah. So he was also a little bit married to a woman named Lourdes. Only a little bit married? Well, you know. Uh, Let me explain a little. So I don't know exactly what the deal was with her besides that she is from Panama and maybe they had some kind of arrangement so Uh. that she could get her green card because I read that she put up with John's extramarital affairs and she was trying to get her citizenship. But I'm just speculating about them having an arrangement. I mean, I don't really know the deal. As John and Michelle got to know each other... Via Yahoo chatting, Mm -hmm. they discovered that Marty, Michelle's husband, was a higher ranking officer than John. And also, it turns out that there is a military law that states adultery is illegal. Did you know that? Well, I could imagine that it's illegal in the military world. I mean, well, from. You From what I understand, like it's gay forever it's, in the military. So, oh, you yeah, know, they're like very strict on stupid shit. Yeah. Well, from what I understand, it's rarely enforced, but technically adultery can be punishable by prison. Whoa. <laughs> OK. Yeah. So it's one of those. So Michelle and John getting together to have an affair is kind of risky, but they did it anyways. I mean, probably made it hotter. But that, yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's more fun like that. <laughs> I, I mean, that's why she put her handle that way because it's like, ooh, it's, it's, you ooh. know, it's taboo. Yeah. These two liked it hot. Michelle and John were obsessed with each other. 
The kind of obsessed, like when you just can't stop saying the other person's name. And they didn't. It seems like all their coworkers knew they were both having an affair. So they lacked a little discretion, I guess you would say. I wonder if she accidentally said his name in bed with her husband. I don't think so. (laughs) I think that happens sometimes. (laughs) I think that happens sometimes, too. Yeah. I don't call out anybody's name. No, me neither. Yeah. (laughs) Just in case. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, just in case. You can... <laughs> There'd be a lot of Justins. Justin? Oh, Bieber. <laughs> Believe... <laughs> You're such a believer. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, Marty traveled for work a lot. So it was pretty easy to rendezvous at Michelle's house. They didn't just get some. At the house, though, while Marty was gone, they also took it to the streets. They got their swinging on. They went to swinging sex clubs together. Now, we've had a few conversations lately about swingers. What's the code? Is it pineapples? Is it gnomes? It's debatable, right? I mean, I made a joke. It could have been, or somebody made a joke. It could have been flamingos. People found that offensive. I have a lot. I have... (laughs) A lot of curious questions about swingers. So this got me to wondering, how hard is it to find a swingers club? And how are the swingers doing during the pandemic? Oh, my gosh. Did you Google this? Because I really hope you did. I really did. So let me tell you, they're in full swing. Okay. And I know this because I discovered it's not hard to locate them. First, I Googled swingers in Fayetteville, where our story begins. I found a establishment called YKW, which stands for You Know Where. And I got a lot of information off their website. First of all, it's very reasonable to join the club. A couple can become members for only $10 a year. Wow. And it's it's BYOB, but limited to only beer and wine. No hard alcohol. But okay. It's actually like a place you go. Oh, it's actually a place. They have rules in place that make sense, like no means no, ask before you touch, no drugs. But I was curious though, what is the business model here? Because I wondered how are they making money mm-hmm. from what I gather. They have this area called the dungeon that has a variety of themed rooms for you to get your swing on in. I think they must charge separately for the use of those rooms, but the price is not listed on the website. My favorite themed room was the Star Wars room, (laughs) but they also have a castle room and an aquarium room. So however you swing, I think they have you covered. They are very open for business. Sounds like the escape rooms. Like, have you ever done an escape room? No, I have not. Oh my gosh, they're so fun. After COVID, you got to go do one. Or maybe they're even COVID friendly because it's just you and your family or you and whoever you deem fit to be in your quarantine crew. And you go into a room and you do all these. Every room is themed and then you try to escape in an hour. They give you clues. Find the clues. It's very well, that fun. Sounds, that sounds kind of fun. 
It is very fun. And also like a little bit of work. It is work. So if you're intellectual, it's good for you. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> They're open this for business this weekend. They will be hosting a Freaky Friday party as well as a Christmas naughty list soiree. This now, Friday meaning today that we're recording or this Friday after Christmas? like The Friday closest to Christmas. It's after Christmas. Oh, wait, no, it is Christmas. Is it Christmas? When is Christmas? Maybe it's the Friday before. Anyways, check the website. Why? KW. Did you look if there was any in your neighborhood? I did. I located my own local swingers community and um, found that there were some clubs in the OC, but they don't give you the address until you join. And frankly, I was disappointed in the pictures. There was no charm. Like the Star Wars room in Fayetteville. So I don't think I'm taking a field trip or anything. There is a lovely club in your neighborhood, though, called Colette. In Dallas? uh Uh-huh. It looks super classy. In fact, they use the word classy all over the website. (laughs) And they're having a New Year's party. So if you're interested, I will send you the link. That does not sound COVID-friendly to me. And (laughs) I can't believe they're open, right? But so basically... People be swinging. It's not hard. I mean, there's a lot of businesses. You can find them everywhere. So uh, listen, if that's you, you do you. I I just, I really found it interesting. I know people that listen to us do this. I would love to just DM us, even like, we'll never say your name, but I would love to like know actually like how it works inside. You know, we only get the like glimpse of like you walk in, but how does it work? Like, who do you choose? How do you choose? Like, what if you think somebody's like fugly, you know, like I, you don't have to go with anybody you don't want to. Yeah. But how do you like decide who you want to? And is it do you meet the same people there or do you like, you know, it's like country club, like where you start going and then you meet people like while you're there. I mean, not I that know. you're swinging at the country club, but, you know, you'll you'll go golfing with them at the country club. But in the swingers club, you go to the bedroom. Then you I get to know. know to everybody. Yeah. 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 Would love to know. I don't know. Okay. Would love to know. Let's okay. Move on. So Michelle and John are getting it on. And whether it was lust or love is debatable. Mm-hmm. Michelle was kind of on the fence about whether she really wanted her marriage to Marty to end. Michelle and Marty went to counseling. So she kind of cooled things off with John for a minute. The counselor says Marty complained about Michelle's housekeeping habits. And Michelle complained that all Marty wants to do is stay home in a super clean house. <laughs> so and make it a mess. Like, I'm sure. Yeah, sounded like they are both over the marriage, and it wasn't surprising when Michelle moved out into an apartment. I mean, I think I'm kind of with Marty though. I mean, if you don't have kids. I mean, remember when your house used to just be clean and stay clean? That was so great. Yeah. I mean, I do like a clean house, but Marty could get his ass off the couch and clean it too. Well, that's true. Okay. So Michelle and John went on vacation to a Caribbean island. She's on a break from Marty. Okay. Mm -hmm. And... They applied for jobs while they were there. Wow, that's 
ambitious. Yeah, they fell in love with the island. They're like, let's, Michelle is over Loserville. She wants to move. She applied at a university and told them she would be available after the first of the year. And she introduced John to her prospective employer as her fiancé. John applied for a job as a scuba instructor. So he's going from like something professional in the Air Force to a scuba instructor? I feel a lot of scuba instructors are like former military. Yeah, you know, they all like that kind of extreme deal. Got it. Okay, so it seemed like they're pretty keen on the idea of moving and sounds like they have a lot more in common than her and Marty, right? But when she got home, Michelle got back together with Marty. John was bombed. He emailed Michelle. He was so confused and he couldn't live without her. He showed up at her office and made a scene. He threatened to tell Marty all about the affair. Michelle says she's over it with John, that she never loved him like she did Marty. But for reasons only Michelle really knows, she continued to communicate with John while she was back together with Marty. They communicated a lot, like 20 times a day. Do you talk to anybody but me 20 times a day? I don't even talk to you 20 times a day. <laughs> no, just kidding. And we talk a lot. So that's extra. It's, I mean, just think about it. Even if you're only talking for 10 minutes, that's 200 minutes. And they yeah, know it's not lot. that. So it's, yeah. you know. Yeah. It's a lot. So maybe she wasn't so over John, like she says. She was for sure not over John. Okay. She liked so the, are... you know, I think she liked, because also she liked the swingers. She liked the attention that she got from multiple people. Right. So then on December 17th, 2000, Michelle and Marty attended a office Christmas party together. During the party, she excused herself, made a phone call, one of many, to John, Then she came back to the party and left with Marty and another couple they dropped off. After the drop-off, she then told Marty she needed to go back to the office to get some paperwork that she needed to work on from home. Got it. Marty waited in the car while Michelle went into the office, but after a few minutes and she didn't come out, Marty decided to check on his wife. As he got to the top of the stairs, he was shot. Shot. His bo- he was shot. He was shot on his body. And as he fell down the stairs, he was fatally shot in the head. Michelle came out of the office and found him dead on the ground. She had locked her keys inside the office. So according to her, she was forced to run a mile to a video store to tell the clerk to call the police, despite there being a variety of open businesses and homes between the crime scene and the video store. And what about the car? And they drive there in a car? She locked her keys. I don't know. Maybe she took the keys from the in car. with her. 
and they she left him in the office. Sometimes she locked herself in. Yeah, I mean, come on. A mile is a long way. Right. That's, yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, it's not that far, but... It's far! If there was other open businesses, then it was far, but... It... And homes! You would just go to any any home. You would knock on the door. Right. Call the police. Yeah. yeah. Right away, police are suspicious because Marty still had his wallet, so it didn't appear to be a random robbery. Also, the execution style in which he was shot raised some red flags like it was a hit. Since Marty was a decorated captain in the Air Force, the police, the military police, got involved with the investigation. It didn't make sense to them because no one had anything bad to say about Marty. He was really liked and respected. And then they turned to Michelle. She had agreed the night of the shooting to be tested for gunshot residue. And she came back clear, so they knew she probably wasn't the shooter. But when they went to interview her co-workers to vouch for her, they learned about John Diamond. Right? Sniper John Diamond, right? Right. So they wanted to talk to him. Also, it turns out that Michelle was the sole beneficiary of Marty's $500,000 life insurance. And Marty bought the plan, but, you know, it doesn't look good, right, ever, to have a bunch of life insurance coming your way after someone is murdered. Right. So they go talk to John, but John has an alibi. He says he was with his wife, Lourdes, watching movies all night, and Lourdes corroborates this. They poured through all the email correspondences between Marty and Michelle, and you can imagine there were a lot, but they never found anything about killing Marty in them. They don't really have any physical evidence either, except they have the shell casings from the crime scene. So from the casings, they were able to determine what kind of gun was used to shoot Marty. And it was a military-issued gun. And they were able to find out that only one unit had been issued this type of gun in Fort Bragg. And it was John's unit. But the gun was never issued to John personally. Hmm. But... It turns out he had borrowed this particular type of gun from his buddy, which his buddy was real forthcoming about and says, this is ridiculous. No problem. Let me just get the gun back from John and you can run your ballistics tests and you need to clear him. Whatever. Let me give him a call. So he calls John and says, you know, hey, buddy. And going to need that gun back. Got the military police standing in front of me right now. And he says, yeah, I'll give you the gun back, but it'll have to be Monday because I'm out of town. So you're not going to believe what happened next. John's car was broken into. And you know what? Somebody stole the gun. They did. Oh Damn it. God. What are the chances? It always happens. It's right? so weird. Somebody gets murdered. It's so weird that the gun was stolen out of a car like recently, like a day or that day. Right. So the problem is 
when John clearly staged this whole vehicular break-in, he did it from the inside of the car instead of the outside. <laughs> um, which was pretty clear when you see where all the broken glass was. Apparently, he punched out instead of punched in. Yeah, I didn't want to get glass on the interiors. <laughs> okay. Additionally, it turns out that John had no business borrowing military issued weapons. Like, it's not like a library book. You can't just pass it around in the military. So they deemed that that was enough to arrest him. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now they circle back to his wife, Lourdes, and say, okay, come on. We know he wasn't really with you all night. We already know that Michelle had called him on the phone approximately 19 minutes before Marty was shot. So then Lourdes concedes that he did, in fact, take off that night and come home and act weird and do laundry and that she had just not wanted to say because she was afraid that his involvement in anything might jeopardize her impending citizenship. And she was just going along with whatever he told her to say. So John's cooked at this point. He went to trial at military court. And Michelle was called to testify, and she took the fifth. John's family stood by him. They are adamant that he did not kill Marty. They say Michelle framed him, and that was kind of his defense. He was actually really cocky surrounding the trial. He was banking that the lack of physical evidence would not be enough to convict him. So he would do stuff like walk in and wave and smile at the jury. What a weirdo. Yeah. Yeah. It did not help his case. They found him guilty in like six hours. Okay. And he was sentenced to life without parole. Okay. And now, before I get to the rest of the story tab, I want to talk a little bit about our new favorite cereal. Oh my gosh, you guys. Okay. So who doesn't love cereal? Well, that was the one thing when I went on keto that I missed the most. I think if you guys are in our keto whatever group, we have the Housewives of True Crime on crack. I mean, keto, I mean, whatever works. Yeah. And we always post about stuff that we like. And cereal is this like seriously something I miss. So when we found Magic Spoon. Oh, yeah. It's love. It's love. (laughs) You know what's crazy? Okay, so we got a variety pack in the mail, both of us. And I did not think I was going to enjoy the blueberry because I don't generally like fruity stuff in cereal form. I like like the chocolate and the frosted. But dude, I'm stuck on blueberry. Well, the chocolate is really good, too. That was my favorite. But you know what else was my favorite? Because I my love affair with cereal is because if you don't cook dinner, eventually they will eat cereal. Or you eat cereal. (laughs) Or you'll eat cereal, right? But you feel a little bad about that. But you don't have to feel bad about it with Magic Spoon. I picked up the box. 
It's not only delicious, it's like zero sugars. Zero sugars, 11 grams of protein and only three net carbs, you guys, per serving. And it fills you up because of the protein. And the boxes make me happy. I know. They're kind of like they're so cute, right? Yeah. So it comes in four different flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and blueberry. And it really does taste amazing, you guys. So it's definitely on your keto, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, GMO-free diet like we all are on. Right. They also have a flavor that we have not tried yet, but I can't wait to try it. It's the cinnamon flavor. Oh, sounds good. Uh, I love cinnamon. So you guys, it comes straight to your door, which you don't even have to go to the grocery store. And you get free shipping with our code. So go to magicspoon.com forward slash clink clink to grab your variety pack or any one of the, you know, boxes that you want to try. But I do suggest a variety pack and try it today. So use our code clink clink at checkout for free shipping. And again, it's magicspoon.com. Clink clink is the code. Clink clink. You have heard me talk about my language learning skills with Rosetta Stone, and I'm telling you, I'm getting really good at it. I learned a little bit of Japanese before we went to Japan last year, and I really love the French language. So I'm learning French at the moment. Bonjour, bonsoir. I'm even getting a little bit of the accent down. Not very good, but I'm I'm getting there. And with Rosetta Stone, it makes it so easy. I download it on my phone. I learn it in the car. It is awesome. You can do it on your desktop, wherever you find it convenient. They are there for you. And they have 25 languages, you guys, that you can use. And right now they are giving a lifetime membership for 50% off. So you can learn as many languages as you want for your entire life, which is amazing. And the best part is, It starts off, you know, with just words and then phrases and then sentences, and then you should be able to have a conversation with somebody that also knows the language, which is, you know, my entire goal. So don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now. Seriously, get started before your summer vacay. Our listeners get 50% off the lifetime membership. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem it today at rosettastone.com forward slash today. Listeners, today's episode is sponsored by Acorns. Are you busy? Well, of course you are. And if you're like me, that means you put off investing because maybe it just doesn't seem urgent or it's intimidating. Enter Acorns. Acorns makes it easy to start automatically saving and investing for your future. You don't need a lot of money or expertise to invest with Acorns. In fact, you can get started with just spare change. Acorns recommends an expert bill portfolio that fits you and your money goals, then automatically invests your money for you. What I love about Acorns is that it gives you the tool to give your money a chance to grow. You don't have to start with a lot. Just start. Believe me, it feels great. Head to acorns.com slash clink or download the Acorns app to start saving and investing for your future today. 
Client testimonial may not be representative of all clients. Tier one compensation provided. Compensation provides an incentive to positively promote Acorns. View important disclosures at acorns.com slash clink. Investing involves risk, including the loss of the principal. Please consider your objectives, risk tolerance, and Acorns fees before investing. Acorns Advisors, LLC, Acorns is an SEC registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are provided to clients of Acorns by Acorn Securities, LLC, member FINRA slash SIPC. For more information, visit acorns.com. Thanks, guys, for listening to all that and supporting our sponsors. It's really the best way to support us. Thank you. Thank you. Where we left off was John's trial. He's cooked life without parole. So after the trial, Michelle relocated to NOLA, New Orleans, to start her life over, is what she told her friends. And back in Fayetteville, prosecutors were still not satisfied with her not being held accountable for the role they felt she played in Marty's murder. But they work a lot slower than the military police that had already, you know, locked up John, thrown away the key. Uh So it took two years for them to dig up enough evidence to indict her. But they were finally able to after they paid a visit to the prospective employers that John and Michelle had visited in the Caribbean. Oh, they're doing some some work. That's nice that they actually. Right. Yeah. They had a little chit chat with them and then they determined that Michelle's plan was to get back together with Marty long enough to set the stage for John to kill him and collect the insurance and be in the Caribbean with her new fiance in the new year, which sounds about right to me. I think that was a good call. Yeah, I think so. Also. Yeah. So Fayetteville authorities head down to NOLA and Michelle is gone. She's real gone. Oh, she like took off? She kind of disappeared. Yeah. There is actually a short documentary on Amazon Prime called The Real Gone Girl, which got me wondering about the movie. Her story is different from the movie, except I guess they both involve women and like involved with the military. I just read the plot of the movie. I haven't seen the whole movie. Oh, I saw the movie. It's real good. You got to watch it. Okay. So I looked up if the movie book was based on a true story and the author says, no, it isn't, but that she took parts from the Lacey Peterson story. Did you know that? No, I did not know that. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Okay. So anyways, Michelle is gone and they are on the hunt for her. So they start tracing phone calls made to Michelle's parents' house. And they find that Michelle's parents do receive phone calls from burner phones. I didn't know that it was possible to trace where a call from a burner phone is located, but it is. A ping. It's got to be a ping. GPS. yeah, Yeah, something. They were able to do that. And they were able to find that Michelle is living in an apartment in Florida. When they went there, they approached her new boyfriend slash landlord, 
He had never heard of Michelle, but he did know a lady named Lysa that he had been having relations with that had moved in a few months ago after fleeing her abusive relationship. That was the story that she gave him. Hmm. Police told him, well, we think this Liza woman that you're telling us about might have killed her ex-husband. And he said, oh, that sucks. She's in apartment B. Go there. <laughs> right. You know, Because they needed his help because they just had like the general location, you know. Yeah. So thankfully, he obliged. They were able to apprehend her in the apartment, and when they were there, they found all sorts of literature about disappearing in the USA. She had taken up a new hobby and become real good at forging documents so she could get a new driver's license under a different name, which she had managed to do. I think it would be a lot harder now. I mean, remember how, like, flimsy whatever driver's licenses were in 2000 yes yeah i think it's i think it's tricky now if you want to forge something listen i knew somebody that had a fake id from florida oh yeah in the year 1999 oh yeah and they were laminated Oh, shoot. Still, it was like California's were a little bit more um, progressive, but the yeah. Florida ones were still laminated. Still laminated. Real okay. easy to um, forge, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Well, I remember you could just go down to Olvera Street. Oh, yeah. In get Los a... Angeles. Yeah, you could get. Yeah. You could. Yeah. I knew somebody that also had a fake California one, too. Yeah. Okay, so another real interesting thing was when they apprehended Michelle, her appearance had changed. You she don't no say. Longer, <laughs> her, <laughs> she no longer had her signature long brown locks. She had bleached her hair blonde and chopped it off. Also, she was still swollen when they found her. Because she had had loads of plastic surgery. No shit. Yeah, she took that $500,000. Oh, but, and she went and uh, got herself like a nose job and a boob uh, job? She was planning. Yeah, she was planning on being on the run. Wow. Yeah. And she was so close. Like, really. She, if she didn't call her parents, they probably wouldn't have found her. Mm -hmm. So... Anyhow, Michelle was arrested, taken in, and offered a plea deal for 10 years. What would you do if you were Michelle? Take it. She didn't take it. She turned it down. She's an idiot. She is an idiot. She's cocky like this John Diamond. Anyway, she turned it down and went to trial. The trial lasted 10 weeks in 2004. Prosecutors argued that she basically pulled the trigger by manipulating John, making him the weapon. They said basically, you know, like she's the trigger mm -hmm. lady. So she was found guilty and sentenced to life without parole. Oh, my God. I told you she's such an idiot. She's an idiot. So, I mean, she had to know the explicit stuff that was going to come up during the trial. I mean, they're just going to blast you know. her. Yeah. Yeah, like, of she's course. like this 
slutty, no good, rotten. And seriously, that- Marty is this well loved, respected captain. Nobody's got a bad thing to say about him. Yeah. Yeah. So Marty's family was there and they were ecstatic about the verdict. I imagine they probably like never liked her. Right. So Michelle is serving her sentence at the Institute for Women in Raleigh. Is it Raleigh? Raleigh? Raleigh. Raleigh. Okay. I looked up her most recent mugshot and I was surprised she has held on to that bleach blonde look that she adapted on the run. Got short bleach blonde hair. Mm-hmm. She is 51 now. Her parents and sisters still defend her. They oversaw a blog, michellefear.org, that proclaimed her innocence, but apparently they took it down. I mean, I didn't see the blog. I just read about it. They took it down without explanation in 2012. And Interestingly enough, John Diamond's sister also operates a blog on his behalf for him while he serves his time at federal prison in Kansas, and it's free John Diamond at Blogspot. It's still there, but it hasn't been updated since 2007. What is there on John's blog is pretty bizarre. It's a lot of ranting about military conspiracy. He like calls out Abu Ghraib and stuff like that. I think there's no more, you know, they lost momentum when all their appeals ran out. And so they just don't feel the need to go through the effort. And I don't know, maybe their families gave up on them too. Because we don't hear any more from them. And I think that's about it. Well, I'm glad they're both where they deserve to be. Yeah, it's so unfortunate. I mean, really, there was no reason to kill him. For $500,000, she could make $500,000 in like two years being a successful psychiatrist. She was a smart lady. She had a career. Yeah. No, yeah, no kids. She could move anywhere. This was so completely unnecessary. I also think like part of me is like maybe because John was so obsessive, right? Like he was like, I can't live without you. I mean, maybe she didn't know. I don't know. Yeah, I get that. Except for which is basically her defense, right? Except she called him from the Christmas party. We know that from the phone records. And then how would John know exactly where they were and that I know and to and be waiting also, there yeah and she and he also like borrowed that gun yeah they did work it out yeah they had worked it out yeah guilty guilty and in prison yeah she got some bad acne in the clink yeah oh no that's that picture you're looking at That is her, but that is how they found her. Oh. She had been trying to get her acne scars removed. (laughs) She had some major chemical peel. (laughs) Yeah, that's how they found her. So they were like, dude, what's wrong with you? Oh, my God. Yeah. 
Okay, well, thank you so much for that case. What an uplifting Christmas case you just gave Merry us. Merry Christmas. I know. Hopefully you guys are all having a better Christmas than this douchey woman, Michelle. Although I did see that Fauci said that he didn't say to cancel Christmas and just wants everybody to be mindful. So, although, you know, my family did cancel Christmas. They did. Yeah, my uncle, he's like, I just put some Venmo in your account. <laughs> he called me yesterday. <laughs> like, he's like, since I'm not going to see you. I was like, thanks. But that, I mean, I'd rather just wait. And I mean, I guess we've been waiting. Like, that's what we said, like, for everything, right? But it does make me sad. Like, oh, wah, wah, wah. But I understand. He lives with my 85-year-old grandma. So... Sure. You know, you got to well, be careful. You know, it's kind of caught up to me, all this this decorating early and everything. Are you ready to take it down already? Yeah, I know. I'm ready. You know what's funny? I'm like, uh, I did think that. So because I think we'll take it down earlier than we usually do also. Oh, the day after I'm I'm taking it all down. <laughs> It was in the beginning. The kids were so excited to turn on the Christmas lights. And now they're like, no, you do it. I was like, oh, if I got to do it every night, what fun is that? I know. And they're just whining every day. Like, how many more days till Christmas? Eight days? Yeah. Oh, so far away. Like, oh, yeah, <laughs> you have like, a horrible life. You're like, yeah. it's because it's been since Halloween. That you uh, yeah. Countdown. <laughs> yeah. So... Probably not going to do that next year. So you guys, if you haven't listened to Patreon, we just finished up our Britney Spears case. It's patreon.com forward slash housewives of true crime. That's a great place to get more content and it's $5 a month. So that helps support us and our podcast and you get extra content. So thanks so much for signing up if you do. And if you don't want to, it's fine too because you still have this every Monday. We also are on Instagram and Facebook. We have two additional Facebook groups that are more engaging. It's Housewives of True Crime group and the keto one that I talked about earlier. And I think that's all for today. We're going to read reviews next time. And we have one that I somehow skipped over and I cannot find, I cannot. We I can't find it. I and this person it. wrote on Facebook, they were looking forward to hearing us read their name. And maybe we didn't skip it over, but maybe we did. But we don't want to because we're not bitches like that. Yeah. So please DM me on Instagram or Facebook. And if it's you, I will for sure read it next time because I do love reading them. And I love when you guys hear your names. And if you haven't yet given us a review, please do. And also make sure you click subscribe on your podcast. Um, so it just kind of shows right up. I think that's all, guys. So all right. have yourselves, if you celebrate Christmas, Merry Christmas. And if you guys celebrate Hanukkah, I think you're done. So you probably feel very relieved. No more presents every single night for seven days or eight days. Right? That must be exhausting. <laughs> and making food. I mean, it and my husband's birthday is on Christmas Eve, so I get a double dose. I get birthday and Christmas in oh, two days. Bananas. 
you know, and he loves to celebrate. So here we go. Clank, clank. Clank, clank. <laughs>